Welcome to every number one ever, and every number one welcomes you. It's a Pantheon creation vehicle, a rate and review of the best of music so far. Or just three lads repeatedly saying, I can't believe this got to number one. My name is Matthew Leonard, and I'll be joined on this historical chart-topping walk-round by arch-pop-picker Craig Lowe. Hello. And virulent musicologist Mr Liam Maloney. Hello. And what a job we have got, boys. 1,400 UK number one singles at our fingertips. Are we looking forward to the action? 1,400 and counting. It's oh. just going to get more and more as more time progresses. More more, it's but... like it's just never going to end. I know, but we do have a plan to make it end at some stage. The plan for this episode is to take you through the rules and whys and what-fors of what is going to happen in each episode. This episode itself is going to be super brief, but first... <laughs> Back in the black and white of 1952, publisher of The Enemy, Percy Dickens, wanted a way to attract new advertisement to the publication. He hit upon the idea of totting up the copies of that week's biggest selling singles, printing it up and publishing his chat in the paper. After a few phone calls to his retailer mates, Dickens declared El Martino's Here in My Heart as the UK's first ever number one in the November of that year. Which means right now, right this second, the UK chart is 70 years old. And what better way to celebrate than having a clear out of all this old dross. Happy birthday, the charts. The number ones are foisted at us from the database in batches of three. Yes, they are. We'll give our opinion on each of the songs and then try and convince the group of whether to keep or bin the selected tracks. If we keep, great. And you'll hear this sound sting. Lovely. And all three songs will move seamlessly into our newly formed pantheon of preen top poppers. But if we bin, well, you're going to hear this sound. And all three songs will not pass go, will not collect £200 and land straight in the bin of indefinite shame. And to up the peril, and let's be honest, who doesn't want to do that? If you bin your batch of number ones, you'll be inclined to rummage around the bag of songs that only made number two. Pick one out at random and place it straight, no questions asked, into the pantheon. We're aware of the adage that in the main, number two songs are better than the ones that hit the top spot. But there are also some bloody stinkers out there, so be mindful of your choices, lads. For each one of the tunes that we get, we'll be giving you some basic stats about that tune. And if there are any notable things about it, you'll get some random audio stings provided by our database of the week. For instance, if it's a Christmas tune, you might hear... It's Christmas! Ah, noddy. Nods. And if... Yeah, nods. And if it's it familiar. Was, <laughs> <laughs> if it was only at the top spot for one week, you might hear something like this. It's been. You, you get the idea, right? Without further ado, here are some of the rules we need to be clear on. One! Chart ticklers only count as one release. Blinding light by the weekend. 
hit the number one spot three times, but it was all the same release, so it only counts as one. Two. However, for tracks that re-chart as separate releases, we're going to count that as two. So, for instance, Jailhouse Rock charts in 1958 and in 2005. Two different releases, gets two separate plays, two different slots on the database, but there's only a couple of those, so thankfully you're not going to be hearing them over and over again. But the rules will not just look at chart peculiarities, oh no. We're going to have to take behaviour into consideration. So, fueling the flames of cancel culture, I introduce you to the nonce Imida bin. And I'm talking nonsense. So when you hear the N-I klaxon, that's going to signify that the performer of your number one was successfully you treat up otherwise. The whole three tracks will be sent to the bin. No excuses, no, but one of those three is my mum's favourite song. They're going in the bin because Gary Glitter, R. Kelly, Rolf Harris or Jonathan King is a big, horrible pervert, so blame them. Other rules and quirks will develop over time, I'm sure. Consider this as your sort of base edition and expansion packs will become available as we continue as we make up random shit as we progress i like it and um, so final little bits of geekery to get out of the way before you dive into your very first episode first up the tracks are chosen at random we have no control over it Secondly, the tracks are given to us at the end of each episode to give us a bit of time to research and prep, but the tracks are secret before they are revealed to the group in the following episode. Thirdly, everything you hear actually happens. Full disclosure. Obviously, there's a bit of editing that happens in the background. Obviously. Producing the amount of white supremacist propaganda that Craig says. <laughs> That's a lot of editing. <laughs> Notorious. Um, but generally, what you hear is what happened. Finally, if you really want to geek out, the chart dataset is coming directly from the official chart site and is updated every time there's a new number one. However, the current number one isn't included in the dataset because it is still sort of ongoing and we don't have the final stats for it. If you want to find us online, you can find us at everynumberoneever.com. That's spelt however you'd like to. We have quite a few different domains. I bought them all. He's bought them all, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We're also on the socials. You can find us at E-N-O-E Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and anywhere else that will let us sign up with a disposable Gmail account. Sorry, that's my tablet. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think that is everything you need to know and probably a lot more than you wanted to know. Indeed. Without further ado, now go and enjoy your first dip into every number one Ever. Let's go! Deep. <laughs> <laughs> 